This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the count. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, not joining us for the opposition view, <laughs> Cardiff City. <laughs> Thanks Sorry. for that, chaps. <laughs> caught me out, that one. Good morning, everybody. How are you, Carl? How are you, Peter? Very well, mate. Very well. Excellent. I'm very well, apart from the fact that we just got the, the, the message from View from the Ninian. He's, he's, he's been caught out with a family affair and he can't make Pardon? it. So so his words, not mine. So we're going to be trying to get a, get a forecast out of him literally as we go. This may have to be popped in after who knows we'll see how these things go yeah but uh but hey we don't need opposition to have view from the opposition because we're here exactly right exactly, yes. exactly. so it's, it's been it's been a, a momentous week starting with last sunday of course we haven't really had a chance to discuss it between us uh the four nil victory against luton at home does that feel as good as the one away in 97 i ask you both no, I don't think it does. I think because it was on their their grounds, I think it had that little bit more of a you know Derby Day sort of gloat over it. But nonetheless, it's still an amazing, amazing performance. And you know, whenever we beat Luton, is fantastic. Uh, and to beat them four 0 is is brilliant. But yeah, I I, I don't know. Feels slightly different. I um, think this time round. I think because that was part of a season where we gained promotion. Yeah, it was just one of those standout matches that sort of paved the way to going up. But it felt very good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, uh, I think we would all have taken a draw before kickoff. So to romp four nil is just amazing. But is it as magical, Peter? Is it as magical? I'm going to say it is. I'm going to say it is. And in fact, for me, it adds to the legend of the four nil 
at Luton on the spaces, I actually said I was sort of kind of pleased that Aspria didn't put you know put it past the keeper for a fifth because that fifth, way yeah. they for that way they both sit together. It's twenty five years to the month. I mean, it was the fourth yeah. of October in ninety seven, yeah. um, and and then what the twenty third of uh, of October that we do them four nil apart. So you know everybody twenty five years time. Let's all get back together. No, no. God, um, it's, How old would I be uh, then? Seventy something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and but you're right. We do look at '97 as part of a promotion season. We can't look at this season as a promotion season yet because we're still in the middle of it. So who knows? We may end up looking back on this in a slightly different view. As a lot of people said, you know, they wanted it to be, you know, for Slaven Bilic as the Fulham five nil away win was for Slavica Jakanovic. Too many, too many managers started with the word Slav, really. Yeah, but anyway, absolutely. you know, who knows? It might be because that Luton performance you saw a level of belief you saw a level of tenaciousness or tenacity whichever you want to use and we, you know we absolutely blew them off the park yeah. i thought yeah i thought i, I watched the, the 15 minute uh, i mean i watched the full replay but i watched the 15 minute sky highlights and it was like it was like one of those things where you know people say well we've tried to bring balance so you had pretty much every single opportunity where Luton kind of went forward and they had our four goals and it didn't really show the balance of, of the whole game, which was, you know, two and a half minutes in, we score the goal and the place goes up. The opportunity for the team to finally take the crowd with them and get them going hmm. really showed what they can do when both are firing. And uh, so, so no, for me, it's right up there and I'm really glad that we can talk about them both in equal measure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, walking away from a 4-0 drubbing of the uh, bit arrivals is always going to be good. On the whole, it looked as if it was fairly well behaved. Did see some videos of some, perhaps some provocation, shall we say, up Vicarage Road. But uh, I, I believe there were no arrests or anything like that. So it, it passed peacefully. So, yeah, all good, all good. And then moving on to yesterday, as we record, we beat Wigan 1-0 away. Didn't look as if we were going to beat Wigan 1-0 away. It looked like it was going to perhaps be a 0-0 draw. And on the 87th minute, up popped Pedro, as they say. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you make of the match? Now, I only saw the second half in pieces because I was sort of travelling back from the South Coast. So I didn't see the full match. So fill me in. How was the match? Well, I, I think we, uh, at the end of it, with the 1-0, I'd, I'd take that on the balance of play. I thought Wigan probably deserved something out of the game. Well, they, they created all sorts of uh, opportunities, got in behind us a couple of times uh, with Batman having to, to be there, which he looked, um, he looked rather comfortable, actually, at uh, most of the game, which is nice. I always, since he's been number one, I've, I've always questioned his desire and his ability to go and command his box. But this yesterday, he, he looked very much like he, he, you know, he was he was part of it. So yeah, all good. And as you say, Jao Pedro's nicked up with a win. And the biggest thing for me is to get you know a second win on the bounce. It, it breeds confidence to do that. Something we haven't been able to do. And and most of all, when you play is because we were, we didn't play well. We we were we were shite for most of it. But when you come away from a place like Wigan with a win and you've played like that, that 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 can only be a good thing because that you're not always going to get the rub of the green in this this league. So it, it's nice to to be on the the correct side of the fence for a, for a result because we've been on the wrong side a few times. I'll, I'll use Blackpool as a you know prime example there uh, yeah. where we got absolutely done by just being out-muscled, out-gunned, everything. So, yep. yeah, all good from my point. Peter, a fair summation? Yeah, it was diff It was different qualities from the Luton game. It was, it was resilience and tenacity and staying in the game and winning ugly. 
Um, and we're talking about, you know, that was a promotion season when we're looking back to 97. There were games in that season where we won ugly. You know, they, it wasn't all sweeping everything before us, but you kind of forget about those games. No, If we go up this season, nobody is probably going to remember Wigan, particularly as an outstanding moment, because there will be other games that will eclipse it. But it's the combination and the co- kind of collation of all of those results that, that make up the table at the end of the season. I think some encouraging signs that we're seeing... Um, I mentioned not having Keenan Davis yesterday was a big miss. He's a, a unit up front who, for all his size and his power and his his physical capacity, that just allows him to do what he needs to do technically, which is get the ball, retain the ball, and then bring others into play. And I don't think it was a surprise that Semmer and Sar were kind of quiet yesterday. They didn't get the opportunities to kind of pass the ball into it and keep them go for a return because poor old Bio just isn't that same kind of forward. He's a kind of a run around and put it in front of me kind of merchant. And, th- and that's not what we needed. So things didn't quite click. We didn't get the retention of the ball enough in order to move it forward but a whole host of other things in there were good that you know the tenacity you know for a second game in a row from Hamza Chowdhury was, you know, if it was an amplifier, it would go up to 11. And that's a good thing. I think everybody is getting far more... Nobody's taking the piss out anymore of, of, of Dan Gosling playing at right back because he's going in and he's doing a good job all the time. But the thing that I think is really interesting is looking at... We, we've had a number of managers that we've called out their in-game management for. And Slavin Bilic at the start, we were kind of thinking, oh, I'm not sure. But he's getting to know his squad. So suddenly he brings on a Spria, he brings on Kalu, and far less headline... He also brings on Mario Gaspar, who comes on and just slots in. And he's done that. He did that against Luton. It's not showy. It's very easy. He just kind of throws in there. Against Luton, he moved Gosling back into midfield, and he kind of helped us just see out the game. Yesterday, it was it was like for like, and he came in, and we weren't kind of despairing. We were still solid. So he's starting to use his squad that much better going forward to the headlines. Kalu, who we have absolutely rinsed on social media because it's really fun and funny to do so. And let's, yeah. and let's face it, he does look older than my granddad who died in about 2012 um but he came on and you know that little jinking run into the box and you're thinking what's he gonna okay it's gone out for a corner as rich wfc2 seven and a half said yesterday you know he he won the corner Aspria took the corner and then he 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 got up for it at at the back posted pedro in a way that i thought was kind of reminiscent of the the newcastle equalizer last season where he just gets up and you go for a lad that we remember seeing and you kind of almost remember his first images of this kind of rubber-legged kind of bandy lad who'd kind of run at people and be all tricky he is such a unit now he is really he has so learnt the english game and he's got the skill and he's the kid can just be scary moving forward so i think it was i think it was a good performance i felt genuinely genuinely i felt gutted for for barry because he was such a nice guy (laughs) <laughs> um, as both of us, you know, and they and they work so hard, but you can see that we've got we've got people who can go and win games. They did not. They did not have that there. They had, yeah. they had a couple of job opportunities. Perhaps the lad um, Asgard, who they brought on, who did exactly what Barry said he would do, which is that kind of... Um, cut in and cut, try and bend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You thought, oh, hello. And they hit the bar a couple of times, one in the first 10 minutes and, and one in the, literally the last knock-in. So it was it was closer than we'll think, but we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it and then move forward. Hi, this is Johnny Phillips, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Yes. So another thing that's sort of becoming a story over the past week is... Gino Pozzo acquiring or looking to acquire 
another Spanish team and then something to do with some new investors in Watford. Does anybody know anything about that? I think we want to take a look at this properly when we get to the World Cup break. So that because it's not really all become clear. A lot of it's come out from the Athletic. Sabadell is the, the Spanish club who are a third tier Spanish club, which doesn't make a lot of sense in one way, but does if you'd actually look back on it. When they bought Granada, they were in the third tier and they bought them up. And then when they sold them onto this Chinese consortium or what have you, obviously they would have they would have reaped some some dividend from that. So fine. But a lot of a lot of the lone players, uh, not not the Estupinians and the and the Suarez, but you'll have seen we had dozens of players going out to third division uh, Spanish teams. I remember Formentera and Ibiza were, were one of the were two of the clubs at the time uh, where they went out to. And it was like, wow, they're really down in this kind of regionalized third division that you have down there, an odd place to put them. But of course, it means that they've got somewhere else to be able to put the, that host of players, maybe bring a club forward, maybe bring it up in the ranks and improve it that way. So yes, it sort of makes sense. They have been speaking about trying to bring in external minority investors, minority meaning obviously that Gino Pozzo retains 51% of all of the whole ownership and therefore has control of both the football and the business. They've been talking about that for three or four years. We got close with some Americans seemingly, and that kind of went 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 awry a couple of years ago when we were in the Premiership. But Scott Duxbury has also said we would welcome external investment, and that seems to be what it is. I think the the the, the Athletic reported that there might be a ten percent shareholding in Watford because the majority of the purchase seems to be centred around Udinese. So for all the people who say no, it's just Gino Pozzo. Mm, yeah, probably not so much. This is a, this this is all a joint network and a joint a joint ownership. Right. Well, let's as you say, look at that during the uh, the World Cup break. Um, but staying on the subject of the Pozzos, um, very very quickly, I guess. Um, I found someone put something on Twitter the other day, which was a list of uh, Watford signings from Andre Gray onwards, as per Soccer Base, <laughs> and there's fifty of these, right? And the person put, look down the list and see how many you would consider to have been a success, i.e., beneficial to our team on the pitch. And he's put not very many. So let's go through these. Uh, we'll start with Andre Gray. Was he beneficial to our team on the pitch? Occasionally, no. I would say. <laughs> Occasionally. No, no, no. Exclude the, exclude the FA Cup quarterfinal and semi final, And then the answer is pretty much no. He had the period in that same season as a super sub for about three games. That was that's three. three ga- that's, that's three games over, over a five-year contract. And, uh, and several tens of millions spent. Now, some of these names are going to go, this one, perhaps, Dimitri Fulquier. Anyone? Dimitri yes. Fulquier. He, was, he yes. was a right back, and I think he went out to, was it Hatafe? Again, another one where he was farmed out to a Spanish side. Okay. Marvin Ziegler. There's a name from the past. Yeah, yeah. Remember him? Yeah. I remember Ziegler, but not didn't play very many games, I don't think. No, he farmed out again, wasn't he? Sold out. He was he was a left back. He got sent off at Burnley, if I remember rightly, in a one nil defeat. And I remember, I remember looking at that and going, oh "God, well, you know, it's only going to go one way with ten men at Burnley, isn't it?" And I think he got farmed out to, and may still be connected with Udinese. Right. Okay. But no, no, didn't really pull up any trees. Not beneficial really to our team. About, yeah, only, only really about when um, da, 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 when Holivas was, you know, kind of injured or having a stroke or having yes. one of his many yellow card bands. Yes. Dodi Lukabakio. Anyone? Yes, let's move on. <laughs> no, 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 no. In fairness, Dodi Lukabakio played for 45 minutes away at West Ham. Oh, good. <laughs> and then and then we sold him to Hertha Berlin for twenty point four million pounds. Right. He is one of those ones that has bought in money without 
actually really making an appearance. A bit like a stupid yeah, and a bit like Suarez. Uh, the, the criteria, though, beneficial to our team on the pitch? No. Unless uh, uh, he did something in that 45 minutes at West Ham that I don't remember. Un- unless you unless you take into account the reinvestment of 20 million quid, which probably was blurted on somebody. No, rubbish, Peter, rubbish, we're so not. No. We're not. Okay? <laughs> okay. Play by the rules. Uh, we're okay. not. All right. Oh, yeah, because you always play by my rules. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, there's a few names now that you're going to go, oh, yeah, they, they were good for us. Ben Ben Wilmot, Gerard Delefeo. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, we all. I'd say, yeah, I'd say Delafeo, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Mark Navarro, probably. No, all. didn't really, didn't really feature, uh, did he? No, he was, he was the Fulkier of his time. He was. I mean, when you get described as that, that's not good. That's not good. Adam Messina, I think we can. Yeah, agree he, yeah, was beneficial. I think we can say he was beneficial. Yeah. Um, can I, can I, can I just segue? into the fact that this is a preview of Cardiff, Adam Messina's finest moment. Oh, yes. The worst Cardiff. free kick, but combining it with the worst <laughs> yes. Cardiff goalkeeper ever You're right. for that goal, for that goal in the promotion season of 2019. Wonderful. You are correct, yes. Ben Foster, I think we can agree, yeah. uh, was uh, successful. Uh, Ken Semmer is, you know, I think he's on his way to becoming a bit of a Lloyd Doidy legend, actually, Ken Semmer. Um, I love Ken Semmer. Yeah. I love him. And my wife, my wife likes him as well. And I said to her once... Ken Semmer reminds me of Tommy Mooney. You know, he's absolutely left-sided. He's versatile. He can play in different ways. And and you can see how hard he works. Without hearing my thoughts on this, she just went, he looks nothing like him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't picking him out of a photo fit. Brilliant. Uh, Domingos Quina. Really yeah, yeah, he's a strange one. He's really strange. Like, just promises so much, but... Never, never really had the opportunity to be fair at Watford, and and the loans he's had, I think it picks some bizarre places to go and play his football. Mm. And again, and again, he scored, he scored a tremendous goal against Cardiff in the Premiership. But again, the fact that you, you know, it's a bit like Messina. I mean, granted, Messina is a left back, but when you can pick out the one crystallised moment for a player, mm. you know, you know, he hasn't consistently produced. True, Adam Parks. Anyone? No, no, he's a goalkeeper, isn't he? Never played. Yeah, and I, I thought he was a youth goalkeeper. Um, mm. who, who, he, we probably signed him from uh, from another kind of youth team. I think from memory, he might have gone to gone out on loan to Kings Langley, perhaps. I, I yeah. could be getting him confused with someone else. But uh, no, another young another young goalkeeper who's going to struggle to get past whoever we bring in because we seem to we seem to do that. Kane Critchlow. Big silence there for Kane Critchlow. No, no, no. Kane Critchlow was a forward. He played a lot of um, under 23 or under 18 kind of football. And I can't remember if we either signed him from Wimbledon or he went off on loan to Wimbledon. One of the two. But no, he was one of those kind of promising young players who might make a career in the in the lower divisions and then hopefully get a, get an Indian summer in his career and get back up to the top echelons. But no, not for us, I'm afraid. Here's one that I think will be a resounding no for us. Craig Dawson. <laughs> I just think he's a knob. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just that, yeah. yeah. No, he, I mean, when he went to West Ham, I was laughing. Yeah, I was me like, too. What brilliant! You bought a right pub there. Caveat, yeah. whatever it is, caveat. And he was amazing. <laughs> he was amazing. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. bizarre. But no, yeah. he's a knob. So no, I don't. No, no. no. Sam Dolby. Yeah. Who? No. Yeah. <laughs> Who is he was an under-19 centre-forward. We signed him from Leeds. I'm such an anorakker, so do apologise, everybody. I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you recognise that. Yeah. And, and he he was sort of a great hope that he was going to kind of push on and develop further, but seemingly didn't, and then got released, was it last season or the season before? So, right. uh, no. Not beneficial. Didn't, didn't push through. No. Tom Deli bashiru Jury's out there because, yeah. you know, he should yeah. be with us. And should be I, 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 he's a player I really want 
to, to work. I really want him to kick on because I, I do believe there is a, a decent footballer in there, but his injury uh, record is, you know, it's been so unlucky with injuries. Done really well at Reading to start with and then sort of faded away. But yeah, I'd, I'd like him to do well. Yeah. I think he gives us, I think he gives us something different in midfield. Back in the late 70s, early 80s, GT signed a player from Wolverhampton Wanderers called Martin Patching. He was like England under 21. And you just saw this kid and went, my God, he's incredible. But he had injuries that basically finished his career. His final game from my memory, because he also scored a goal in it, was in the 82-83 season. He scored a goal against Liverpool, which meant we ended up runners up. So, you know, this guy's got absolute legend status, in, but, but he had this career cut short. The hope with Delhi Bashiru, because he plays in the same, same area uh, of the pitch and he's been similarly injury affected, is the medical treatment has come on a bomb, unless you're Tom Cleverley, in which case you just seem to be out forever. <laughs> but it, it, he's, had, he's had injuries that back in the 70s and 80s would have ended careers, an ACL, for example, anterior crucial ligament injury. And you hope that he will be able to come back and, and play. He, I think he looked good, but he broke down again at the start of the season. If he can, if he can get over those, I think we've, we've got a, we have got a player. Man City do not invest even in, even in their reserves and, and youth players, in players who are not technically capable. And he looked... Uh, I think he could really still yet come good. Fingers crossed for him. Okay. Ready for a couple of who's that? Kalen Hines. Who's that? There you go. I knew that would be the response. <laughs> I, I, I don't know him. There you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> he, he must be really obscure then. Okay. Uh, Mason Barrett. Uh, I've heard of the Mason Barrett I've heard of. Don't know where he plays or what he does, but no. Mm. No good. No. I think no, it was a local we, we estate went, agent. We, but anyway. we went through a spate of signing an awful lot of players for for the development area, including including sons of famous players for oh, some yes, strange reason, of course. more of which I'm sure we will come I to. Think, I think we will be coming on to that, yeah. Danny Welbeck, uh, apart from an extremely good overhead kick, I can't think of very yeah. much that he brought to I the did, team. I, again, we, we just signed him at the wrong time that we were that relegation season, and he, he wasn't fit for most of it, for no. a lot of it, but yeah. He's done all right. He's never going to come back on as a half-time legend, is he, Danny Welbeck, I don't think? No, 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 no. no, no. If you if you come in and you're injured a lot, and he, I know he was on he was on something like a, 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 a don't don't necessarily take these figures as verbatim. He was on something like twenty five grand a week as a base figure, and then the rest was made up on appearances money. So he didn't cost us a fortune. He made sense by de-risking him in that particular sense, but no, he didn't he didn't do enough to uh, to, to pull up any trees. He seems to have done well since he's gone to Brighton, yeah. uh, be, be, being being oh, yes, out yeah. of the side. So they did well yesterday, by the way, Brighton. They oh. did very well. Ismail Assar, well, I think we can agree he's been beneficial on the pitch in, in yeah. phases. Um, yeah, the que- but the question the question with Ismail is, has he been value for money? No. That's a good question. No, no, no. And that might be he one hasn't. for another day when we haven't got a list of another 30 names to go through. Okay, um, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. One for Uncle Ron here. Who do you think I'm going to name next? No, we'd already got Cabaselli, surely. No, no, Ignacio Pusetto. Um, oh. oh God! Oh dear! That's has, it now. has he been what? beneficial on the pitch? Well, he did clear that goal, didn't he? Tottenham nearly got a, a winning goal, and he cleared it. So yes, I think he could be argued as being beneficial. But yeah, I mean, no, no. I've just just heard something go bang in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I heard it quite right. Uh, no, no, he hasn't. But he was poorly treated as well. I mean, a lot of these guys, it's not necessarily down to them. He, he came in and uh, seemingly, and, and this, this this almost speaks back to a couple of the earlier players as well, such as Dawson. It, this, is, this speaks to the disconnect between the recruitment areas of the management and the head coach and not bringing in what he needs because you know he never he never seemingly 
was, was fancied by uh, by Nigel Pearson. He would come on literally for the last couple of minutes, and that that was it. And then he's been back on permanent loan at Udinese, and I think he's now at Sampdoria with a view to a move. But right. yeah, whatever. Jeremy and Gakia. Oh, that's a real fence splitter. That one. That is. That is. I think if he got well, we some could, games, we yeah. Might be able to, I mean, you know. bearing in mind we've been crying out for a right back or a right sided player, and we've got one there who just can't either get into the squad or stay fit. So, mm. yeah, he he's one that um, again, I, I I almost want him to do well. I think West Ham rated him quite highly yeah. when he left, but I, I'll be honest, I've seen it in one game. I, I remember him playing against Spurs at Tottenham. Tottenham's ground, and he created havoc for the first half, and then vanished in the second half. Yeah, yeah. He did the he did the same thing up at Newcastle last season, where he had a great first half, and then got wrong side of Sir Maximan, who picked the ball up. Oh, well, he's quality, dribbled he? away and scored. Yeah. But I, th- I think again, this speaks to again a disconnect between the recruitment and what the managers want, because you know we kept him because supposedly after after not signing the proverbial right wing back all summer, suddenly somebody said, uh, "Oh, but Jeremy and Gakia might not be." Moving to Hull, he doesn't seem to have been given the the opportunity in the run of games. He was signed, and he did a, he did a fair bit, especially in the early part of the last Championship promotion season before Fermenia came back in, and then kind of it was like, oh right, well it's the Championship, we can we can run a muck down to the right hand side. So he did all right then, but he's never really been able to get back to. So no, I'm sorry, the uh, the the jury is out. There is hope, but not as yet, really. Yep, Toby Stevenson. <laughs> I've never heard uh, this <laughs> We, okay. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he works behind the bar. Yeah, I think he does. Pub. Toby Stevenson. Yeah. I've never heard of him. Yeah. Can, can I put my anorak on? Yeah, go on. Oh, you, 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 hang on. Another hang on, ladies one? and gentlemen. The anorak is How coming out. How many anoraks out? do you own, Peter? Yeah. I, I have many. I have many, many, many. We had, do you remember the away at Oxford United game? Oh. It was, it was, we, we won it on penalties because Backman was a, was a, Amazing. Oh, in the in the League Cup, in the League Cup, yes. away away at the whatever it is called Kazanski or whatever stadium, and we'd signed this lad. He's a left back. He had been released by Charlton, who were a division below us, and we needed the left back, and they just went and signed him. Blond lad came in, did all right, didn't really pull up trees. He may have got a run out in Newport in the same uh, uh, in the same competition, but that was about it. It was very underwhelming. It was covering a position. It was a player who'd been released who was just happy to have a short term contract. That was it. So in fairness, didn't cost us anything. Probably didn't cost us much. Came in and, and actually filled a gap. So. Mr. Stevenson, I'm going to say yes, you did, because you did what you needed to do on the tin. Okay. Sierra Alta, I think we can agree he's been a, a good acquisition. Sierra Alta made his debut in the same game. I remember that. Yeah, yeah no, no. I think I think Sierra Alta's good, but he's he's got a bit of a crisis of confidence going on at the moment, I think. Mm. You know, we, we all saw the Wolverhampton Wanderers' uh, own goal, which I still don't put down to him. I put it down to William Truth to Kong jumping up and missing a header. But the third time that season, as you know, that's my bugbear. And then he kind of crouched down and headed it in. And suddenly Ranieri at the time didn't trust him. And then you've got all of these other, you know, other coaches. You've got Hodgson coming in who didn't know him, didn't, didn't, didn't seem to, to want to play him. And he's had a couple of kind of times when, he, when he's looked a little bit nervy. I thought he looked on Saturday against Wigan, again, a little bit nervous once he picked up a yellow card because a guy got past him and he basically just kind of went, no, you ain't going anywhere here mm. and, and kind of bare pulled him to the side. He then looked a little bit nervy. But no, I think he's I think he's made a difference. Here's one you might remember. Steep or Stipe Pericha. <laughs> No, he's gone forgotten by the sound of things. Okay, he's gone, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had he had a couple of moments. He won. He came on and won the penalty away at Birmingham. That when we won one 0 again in the promotion season, 
which Troy put away. And he, I'm pretty sure he was in for the Luton 1-0 game where Yao scored the goal. I'm pretty sure he put in the uh, the breakaway and the cross because we didn't have anybody. If you remember at the time, we got Dini who came on for about the last three minutes just to push somebody from Luton for no apparent reason. And it was it was Pericha and it was um, it was Yao. Right. So I, I think yeah no he did he, he did a, a couple of bits but no he was never going to make it. Right. I think he, I think he got done by injuries again. We move on to William Troost Ikong. Oh wow, there you go. There's a name, eh? Has he been beneficial? He's probably caused more problems than he's, <laughs> than he's actually fixed for us I think in, yeah. in a lot of his time at Watford but yeah. um, it, you know I think he's, he's improving he's, actually, he's, he's doing alright at the moment and I'm, I was over the moon that he got the goal yes. Luton yeah, I think you, so. you could just see it, it. It lifted something off his shoulders. I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think his biggest. I think his biggest contributions in a positive sense, because you know we flagged up the number of that. unforced errors last season. It's, it's four under it. That's gone. That's gone. That's gone. But we do like William Trusticong, and we want to like William Trusticong. His two most significant, maybe three, uh, contributions have come as a leader yeah. off of the pitch. Yeah. He was he was instrumental in the after the nil-nil Coventry game in that promotion season of bringing the senior players together. And if you listen to people like Tom Cleverley, um, uh, you know, talk about that massive in that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was apparently instrumental in the, uh, the meeting on the, uh, the, the Saturday night before the Luton game to make sure that all of the players who've been told how much this meant really knew how much this meant. And as you say, you saw what it meant to him on that Sunday when he, when he, when he put the, the second goal in as well. So yeah, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes and hope that he, uh, he, he gets a continued run and gets some confidence back in his game. Absolutely. Philip Zinkenagel. I liked him. I think we should have kept him personally. Yeah, yeah he was a he was a transfer that I didn't understand why we let him go. No, I've got to be honest. No, I, I really liked Philip Zinconagel. Maurizio Pochettino. I like his know. dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there was a resounding no coming from Peter there. Yeah, we'll move no, on. No, no. Again, played, played in the developmental team was never going to threaten to uh, to push on. I think he got on the bench once, and that was it. Right, Dan Gosling. I think he's been a great signing, Dan Gosling. Yeah, he had a, I mean, he was terrible at that against Milton Keynes Dons in the League Cup this year. Yeah. Absolutely dreadful. But stick him at right back, and he seems to have found a new lease of life. I, I really like Dan Gosling. And that, that interview he gave to Andrew French as well at the beginning of the season, I thought was brilliant. Um, he's the sort of player that you want around, I think, Dan Gosling. So I think he's been beneficial on and off the pitch. Actually, Dan Gosling. I think in that interview, he talks about his organisational qualities. And these are things that we've missed, you know, and, and grit and determination. And he was, he was appalling against Milton Keynes Dons. I'm sorry, sorry, Dan, you really had a shocker of a game. But in fairness, he hadn't played since the previous season. So, you know, sometimes you need to kind of play your way in. But he, he hasn't, he hasn't flinched, you know, he hasn't had a paddy about being moved to right back, I believe from what I've heard, that he, he basically said, you know, I, I can go and do a job there. Mm. He volunteered himself forward, seeing what was going on. Yeah, he and he's he put himself in the team. Mm. That, that level of determination, that grit, those organisation uh, those organisational qualities, they help as, many of, as much of that as you can get. Yes, please. the famous Sloping Pitch podcast. We're following the greatest show on earth. But would you like pitch side seats for all the action in Qatar? The heat, the goals, the drama? Well, so would we. But why not join me, Nick Hancock, in Stoke-on-Trent and co-host Chris England in London's SW16. Every game live from England. The famous Sloping Pitch podcast. We think this tournament could be OK. Sport Social. 
there's quite a few names left to go on here. Um, so let's let's see how we get on. on. Ashraf Lazar. Oh, he, he had, had a nightmare game, awful. didn't he? He, he had a nightmare game when we lost one nil to Luton. He was the one who who basically put a completely un, un, unrequired pass back to Batman, which Batman then did make a cods of trying to pick it up. And he gave away the penalty for the goal. Uh, no, he he was appalling. And then whatever the game was at the end of the season when it was actually put anybody out, he showed what he could do when there was no pressure on the game. Right. That's not a player anybody needs. Most players can play when they're 2-0 up or 2-0 down and the game's already gone. It's, it's he, You need it when it's muck and bullets. Is he still available for us or has he gone somewhere else? I don't even know what's uh, happened he, to him. He was, he was released. He was only signed on a short term. Right. And, uh, right. and unlike Toby Stevens, who did, he didn't. Right, OK. Uh, in ran loser. Uh, be nice to see him play if he's not crocked. He's been a great player, but, you know... <laughs> We haven't seen enough of him, have we, really? He just comes on for a few matches, gets injured. Don't you see can him. see he's got that special quality about oh, him yeah. when yeah. he's when he's up for it. Again, the goal at Blackpool, mm. different gra- different gravy. So, yeah, I think, he, I think he's going to be a massive benefit for us. Here come... A, oh, sorry, Pete, we're going to say something about... No, I'm just going to say he's a great player, but the recruitment department have to sort their fucking lives out, to be quite frank, from, from forever. Because when we signed him uh, and he made his debut on the second game of last season away at Brighton, we had cleverly... Etebo and uh, Loser playing in the English game for the first time ever, and it was like, as I said beforehand, I've got I've got lamps that could tower over that lot. At some point, somebody needs to realise if we're going to go and sign a player like Loser, who's great, you need to put him into a system around which he's going to play. And if you just keep changing the managers every single time, it means that somebody might look good in one coach's position, and then eight weeks later, when you invariably sack him, he won't look good in another one. So yeah, uh, yeah hope, hopefully he gets uh, he gets over his uh, his injury issues because of course he was out at the back end of last season and comes good, but he is a hell of a player. Here come two now that you're going to say no to. Ashley Fletcher and Danny Rose. Oh, fucking Danny Rose. What a fucking joke of a transfer that was. Yeah, not one of our best moves that I don't think. And Ashley Fletcher as well, you know, I know we always say, oh, but he scored two goals in three games or whatever. Yeah. Never, never really. Has yeah, been. but you can see it like he's gone to Wigan and we, we spoke to the gent from Wigan the other day. He's like, yeah, he's not really done much and that's pretty much what we've said yeah you know exactly. in those, those games he's not done much so exactly. yeah it's, just, it's a shame because I think he had a lot of potential the next one was beneficial to the bank balance uh, Emmanuel Dennis um, yeah. he scored a few goals last season in the yeah. Premier League you know was he beneficial yeah. on the pitch yes I think he probably was actually yeah, yeah. Six, 16 goal contributions. I mean, 10 goals, six assists. You can't sneeze at that no. in the premiership. And of course, um, he's also uh, now developing a great ability to uh, to keep a wooden bench warm in Nottingham. He's doing nice. well. He's doing well. Yeah, yeah. Dapo Maboud. Oh, Dapo Maboud. Maboude. Maboude. I don't, Maboude. I don't even know how to pronounce his name because it's never been announced on the tannoy. That's, <laughs> uh, that's the contribution Dapo that he's Maboude. made. Dapo Maboude. Signed from Rangers, uh, kind of a, a second striker, if you wish. He came into us. He went out on loan last season to Wimbledon. And now he's been sold to Ostend or Oostend, depending on how you like to pronounce oh, it. Oh, a Belgian on, team. On, on, I wonder uh, who yeah, organised uh, that transfer. Yeah, yeah. You're way ahead of me Organise that one. Uh, Absolutely. So he's going to go there and enjoy the chocolates. That's nice. Yeah. Matty Pollock uh, remains to be seen. Had a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. 
I think I think the warning with Pollock is is that he doesn't go the way as as Wilmot, which is somebody who comes in and you go, okay, there's something there, and you don't trust him to do something. I think we've got you know not being daft, the manager we've got at the moment, Slaven Bilic, was an uncompromising centre back. If he can't learn from that and then bring him in at certain periods, then then we'll see. But he's got every opportunity. It's down to the young man to do it. And his dad has pedigree because Jamie Pollock was uh, was a good player for Middlesbrough, Bolton, and someone else who I can't even be bothered to remember. Right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Quadwo Bar. Quadwo Bar. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, a player that when he arrived, it was like he's going to be the next big thing. But yeah, yeah. you know, hasn't hasn't had an opportunity. Doesn't look like he's going to get an opportunity. I forget where he is now. Is he on loan somewhere, Peter? No, be he's, been, he's, he's been sold again, undisclosed. Oh, is he? There to, we are. For, Fortuna Dusseldorf. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, we signed, we signed him from Rochdale. He is a German under 19 or under 20 international, and he was pulling up trees for them, not getting a shout against us. And then we went and signed Kalu, who plays in his exact position, which is a shame we couldn't get them both on the pitch at one point, because I don't think any time a player and his grandfather have played on the same pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Josh King, best forgotten, I think. Really, Josh King. Yeah. Really, not not a great signing. Everton and, and nothing, nothing, nothing else. Yeah, that was nothing it. Else. Yeah, absolutely. Uri Kuchka uh, looked good for the first game. Looked a bit of a liability after that. I, I liked think. him though. I don't. I I. I think he bossed this division. I think. Yeah. He'd be great. Yeah, in this I liked him. I, I thought his his energy was, or his attitude towards the games was was spot on. But like you say, yeah. I mean, he was a red card waiting to happen most of the time he was but he, through little in, like little bits you used to see of him you used to think hang on we've got a player here and then the next week you'd be like Jesus Christ where's that guy gone yeah. who is this guy yeah. sorry, sorry it sounds like a stuck record but again for me it sounds like a, a misunderstanding between those who are building the squad and what you're going to need you don't sign a 34 year old midfielder come winger which is what he played throughout his periods in Italy and in in, um, uh, in Turkey as well, and then expect him to play 90 minutes each week. If you look at the errors that he made, the Liverpool penalty away, the Brentford, the, was it? The, the, the 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 no no that was that was true. That was true. Um, it was uh, there was also the Tottenham game at home where he gave away the free kick. Oh um, yeah, right yeah. Into the box. Yeah, yeah, they were they were all in the last five to ten minutes. He's thirty five, and you're playing him week after week in midfield. If you're bringing that kind of player in, you want to bring him in for his nous and his experience, and for him to be like Red Adair, who you go, ah, right, we need you in as a super sub because you can go and fill at right back. You can do it right wing. You can do it in right midfield. You can do you know left midfield and, and and central midfield. You can do all of those things. What you can't do with somebody when their legs are fucking gone is run their legs into the ground and expect them not to make fuck ups in the 95th minute. I think you're right. James that was Morris. Peter, everyone. That was Peter, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Bringing you unnecessary swearing since 2021. <laughs> yes, yes. James Morris, I think we need to see more of him. He seems to have been okay in the games he's played, um, but we haven't really seen a lot of him, I don't think, James Morris. The, the Toby Stevenson of his day. Yes, he's, indeed, yeah. Uh, Musa Sizoko, I think, was possibly one of the worst signings we've ever made. I just don't see anything that he contributed. And to make him captain as well, I think, was a, a, a massive mistake I've got no fond memories of Sissoko whatsoever anyone well, uh, he, 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 uh, he put a, 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 some notes in the programme once that oh, wasn't he did. actually his he did yeah they forgot I mean, to that, put his that signature was a stand in it, yeah. for me yeah. insert 
insert comment here, wasn't it? Or insert, insert signature, signature here. here or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Yeah. Well done, Combs. Yeah. Well done, Moose. Well done, Moose. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think, I think he worked hard. I think he wanted to do something. Of, of a lot of mercenaries, I thought he was the one who, who wore his heart on his sleeve. Unfortunately, he could not hit a barn door at ten paces, and he never fitted into a specific role because, again, he had three managers in that period. I remember us talking about the Everton game where we went in one five two, where he sat at the base, and then it was like the next game he was no I'm going to put you in as one of the number eights who are looking to get forward mm. so he get forward and then he missed the chance and he so yeah no it was he was he was forever you know basically like trying to cover up holes here there and everywhere Yasser Aspria I think we can agree is going to be something in the future I think he looks like a great little player uh, don't want to dwell too much on him Maduka Okoya uh, his one outing he didn't exactly cover himself in glory that was in the league cup wasn't it he was yeah found wanting I think uh, is he going to get a game for us I don't see back then unless he gets know. injured I, coming in yeah again like not to dwell on what Peter's been saying but in, in terms of recruitment have they really looked at the situation in, with regards to the championship and the homegrown players rule because he feel, it feels like a player that has loads of potential we, we want of course we do but we can't actually get him in anywhere because of, yeah. of the rules that, that surround the division so I can see him going out on loan in January yeah that'd be a shame but I mean Batman's mm. not exactly we don't need to replace Batman do we because I think he's playing alright so we don't yeah, he's doing well. we can't yeah, go oh no well. get Batman out he's you know exactly who's next uh, Edo Kayembi still not massively convinced about him I think he's looking better in the last few matches be nice to see him use his right foot occasionally I think he's only got one leg I, I think that's that's a, that's a dummy leg it's, it's yeah. prosthetic it's prosthetic isn't it uh, the next name are you ready for this? Here we go. Samir. I can hear oh. a pin drop. I can hear pins. Oh. Pins dropping. <laughs> is that the oh. centre-back? Yeah. The centre-back? Centre-back? yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. was, was a left side Brazilian centre-back. We sold him to somewhere in Mexico. Guadalajara, was it? Somewhere or other. Monterey. Monterey, that was it. Yeah. Uh, no, he had a, he had a couple of good games. I remember at Man United when we went up there and got a nil-nil. He was absolutely huge in that. But I think he was one of those players who went, ah, we're going down. I don't really fancy this. Yeah, I think you're right. Samuel Kalu. Now, he seems to be getting quite a lot of um, praise recently for his performances. And he does actually look like a player. But we're still a bit unsure of how old he is because he had a hard paper round or he's not. It's his 82nd birthday it, next week, ladies really? and gentlemen. Yeah, I think so. He's doing well. He's doing well for 82. Uh, go, go, and, go and have a look at my notes about Kuchka. You know, if you're bringing somebody in and they are, you know, I'm not saying he's 35. I'm just saying he looks 55, 45, 75, whatever. However, if you can bring him on for the end of the game and he can influence it as he did yesterday mm. and, and give you something, then fair play. And he's done that. He did that when he came on against Millwall he did it came on against Luton and suddenly people aren't looking at it going oh god here we have no the back end, at the back end of last season he had two games two or three games Everton was one uh, I think he probably played against Chelsea in the last game as well uh, he doesn't you know he, he doesn't scream 90 minute player to me but he does he does scream at me useful squad member yeah absolutely speaking of which Vacun Isuf Bayo <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bless you. Yes, yes. Now, we, well, I think we all know everybody's thoughts on this guy uh, on this podcast. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, he looks all right when he comes on as a sub. I don't think he's a 90-minute player. I don't think he's, like we said, if 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 uh, Keenan Davis is out, he's not the answer because he's a different type of, type of forward. But, yeah, I think time will tell on him, actually. I think time will tell on him. Raymond I. Now, there's a name for you. Raymond I. I've seen him a couple of times and again, couldn't hit a barn door and, and now he's injured for 
quite some time by the looks of things. Yeah, so uh, that's nice for him. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's... You say that he scored a fantastic goal at Birmingham, just just grazing the ball with his right ass cheek. Oh, he just I don't think he knew he about that though. You're absolutely <laughs> oh, yeah. in the wrong direction. He did, didn't he? I'd forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. We we need to see him back from injury. See if he can see if he can provide some alternative off the bench. Because he's not, he's not going to get past the the forward line that we've got at the moment. He's an oddball because he's a kind of a he's a little bit like that kind of Poundland Carlos Tevez. In as much as he might be a bundle of fury, and he he'll he'll be kind of strong, but you're still five foot four. Yeah. You know, you're not going to win anything dominantly in the air in the English game. You're going to get out muscled by these big centre backs that you get in the English game. So he, I think he's got his work cut out. I'm not sure he fits. Ben Hamer, we'll never know because he'll never get a game. I don't think. He's, yeah, he's um, he's probably makes a nice cup of tea. Yeah, the, he runs a it. good bath. I've been yeah. the, guy, the guys at Swansea. The guys at Swansea speak spoke really well of him and wanted to know how well he'd be getting on. We were, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't no think idea. he's even set foot in the county of Hertfordshire. But, um, but he will probably be if, as you said earlier on, if a Koye goes off, then he'll be number one on the bench. Yes, and finally Mario Gaspar. Uh, yeah, I think time will tell. As things stand, he's average. Been a bit average, really. You know, five out of ten, C, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I'm not, not that again. Bad. I think again, the fact no one's did, interrupting this flow of crap did, it, it tells you everything <laughs> you need to know. No, again, again, <laughs> everything I wanted to. Say. Oh, is that did, right? Are oh, you just agreeing yeah. with me? Okay, fair enough. Again, again, disconnect between the recruitment side of the club, uh, the club and what the manager who was in at the time wanted. Rob Edwards wanted a right wing back. So we got them basically the older, slower version of Kiko Femenia, who doesn't want to go into the into the opposition half. However, what we've now done is we've changed to a player or to a manager who's happy to play with four at the back, and he can go and be, no, I'll just be kind of safe and steady here. You you kind of bomb on. So he might have, as we mentioned earlier on, he might now be playing his way in slowly. But if if Dan Gosling is keeping you out of the preferred position, mm, that's you still, yeah. you still got some way to go. You've got some way to go. He's only thirty one. He should be. He? he should be in his pomp. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There's that list. I think out of 50, we may be pinpointed eight <laughs> that were valuable. We couldn't even make a squad out of that, could we, out no, of those 50? Not, not really. <laughs> no. There, there were some missing because we also signed Dennis Bergkamp's son. We did. Um, yes. Mitchell, Mitchell Bergkamp, I think his name was, if I remember. Um, who, again, came in when, whether or not Dennis Wise's son, Henry Wise, predated it. But again, we, we kind of went through this strange idea of let's sign players yeah. who sound like they'd be really impressive in the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. And that was another failing on our part, I think. Hi, this is Tommy Mooney. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Anyway, there you go. That was that was that list. If you agree or disagree, let us know and um we'll ignore you. Anyway. <laughs> Let's um, <laughs> let's move on to Cardiff. That is, after all, why we are here 49 minutes later. Cardiff currently sitting on 21 points in 17th place. Yesterday, they beat Rotherham, and they've been playing a sort of a 4-3-3 formation. They started the season off very poorly, and Steve Morrison got the got the got the sack there. But they seem to have, and until yesterday, they had had three defeats on the spin. So we'll see. We'll see. They don't score a lot of goals, though, do they? There's not a lot of goals in that that 
that team. I mean, the strikers, I think they've got four goals between them. There yeah. is, a, there, there was in, in the 90s, we, we had various games that we would play on away games. And, and one of them was the Northern Roundabout game. And the Northern Roundabout game involved, you know, when you got to a game way, way, way too early because the traffic had somewhat been good, you would basically go to a, a roundabout somewhere up north and then you would choose the exit with the most stupid name, right? And we ended up once in the, in a place called, it, it was kind of like, it was like Grimly by Bythorpe or something like that, which was basically a row of four terraced houses with its own multi-story car park. Nothing else for miles. Very amazing. I, I like to do the same thing when I look at an opposition squad because Cardiff have, amongst many things, have some very, very pleasing names. Niels Unkunku, which I which I find very, very pleasing indeed. This is a great Vonte Daily Campbell. I like Ooh, that. Oh, yes. I, I like that. There's Andy Rinomota. That's, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. <laughs> I think that's my favourite. So there's Calamo Dowder. Okay, yeah, fine, fine, fine. But then we come to easily, easily the winner of the group. Left winger, Jaden Philogene Bidace. Brilliant. Brilliant. Love it. Yeah, yeah. We should be signing him just on that name, actually. I don't even know where he plays. Let's sign him. He no, it's, it, it's this level of insight into the opposition that I think singles out do not scratch your eyes. <laughs> yes. it's, uh, yeah. It could cost any you worse around about the... 17, 17 pounds to get his name printed on your shirt. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it could be any worse yeah. than the current recruitment plan, just going, he's got an interesting name. Let's get him in. I think Let's bring him in. Yeah. Now, 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 looking at the stats, right? They have five players who have who have basically scored two goals. Two goals is, is the top scoring award. Now, what's really interesting here is good old Jaden Philogene Bidace is in there, uh, as is Callum Robinson, and as is the aforementioned Callum O'Dowder. The problem is all three of them are described as left wingers. Mm. So, so basically, we need uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, Mr. Gosling or uh, or Mr. Gasper to, to basically make sure to because they seem to be having an awful lot of goals coming down their left hand side. Um, other than that, Callum Robinson again, uh, left winger again, surprisingly three assists. Callum O'Dowder three assists. So everything seems to be coming down that left hand side. Um, but as I say, 17, 21 points. They're not really pulling up trees other than getting a good result yesterday at uh, at home against Rotherham. So we shall see. Right. So that brings us on to predictions, I guess. Now, we haven't got an EFL prediction at this point. I imagine that you will be able to slot in <laughs> some sort of oh. edit at some point with the EFL prediction. There'll, there'll be some kind of seamless editing going on here yeah. in, the normal, <laughs> in the normal clunking fashion. Unfortunately, uh, I, don't know anyone, I don't know anyone whose postman is from Cardiff uh, on this occasion, so uh, <laughs> I don't think yeah. we can even go tenuous uh, on this. Um, I, I mean, after Blackpool, we, we, we did make a concerted effort to try to make sure we got people in and I think we did quite well we got the Pinkin from Norwich City it was very very good we had the lad from that Millwall podcast who again was was great value even Billy even Billy from <laughs> Lem up the road came up and as we all know everybody has fallen head over heels in love with Barry from uh, from Progress with Unity from Wigan but Cardiff no they've got some problems they can't make it so we'll have to insert it later on but the scores on the doors which nobody is talking about which I appreciate <laughs> is probably a wise thing to do yeah. is the fact that at the moment because of the, the the results the opposition got a point because of the defeat at Millwall because they went for a 2-0 last week or last Sunday against Luton Carl picked up a point. He went for a one nil win. We won four nil, so we picked up another point. And then yesterday, it all went completely crazy because uh, whilst uh, the whilst the opposition, the aforementioned Barry, went for one one, Justin went for a two one win, and Carl went for a two nil win. So Carl, you pick up a point, and Justin finally picks up two points. So now we're looking at a league table of Justin still leading, so still going last. 
But this time you're getting ahead oh. of the, uh, oh. the the championship. Oh. Hang on. What? Oh, uh, breaking news. Breaking we... news. Breaking no, news. No insertion necessary, Peter. We, we got... <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, brilliant. Okay. This is great. <laughs> this is how much, how reliant we are on Twitter. He'd come back and said, yeah, sure. Cardiff are going with, I'll, I'll, try, and, I'll try and do it. I'll try and do view from the ninny and justice. <laughs> he's trying to do a Welsh accent, isn't he? I can, he's tell, do I can a tell he's accent. just thinking I, it up. He's, how do I do this without sounding like I come from the subcontinent? Here we go. <laughs> Gorgeous, this is this your jacket? He's warmed up now. Yeah, Here we go. sure. I'll go with a 2 2 draw. There oh, we are. Okay, all right. So, so Cardiff. Cardiff have not been a complete no-show. They've turned up and they've gone for a Desmond. A Desmond Which is interesting such. Yeah. So, so EFL are on seven, Carlos is on eight, and Justin is on nine. Watford are leading the EFL in one thing that nobody gives a fuck about. But never mind. <laughs> right. So, we're still doing it nonetheless because futility is our USP. Carlos, what are you going to go for Wednesday night away at the Principality Stadium? Or, no, it's not Principality. What is it? Cardiff no. Place, Welsh. Cardiff place in Wales yeah, that's it um, I, do I think I've got to ask myself a question do I think we're going to get three wins on the bounce that's the big one um, I'm going to say we are I'm going to say <gasps> it's Cardiff nil Watford one that's what I was going to go for <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, all season, all season, you pissed and whinged that genuinely, you haven't had one one. Genuinely, it's right, it's right up there with scheduled tweets. It's one of your favourite moments. <laughs> yeah, can I just take time to discuss scheduled tweets for a minute? So, obviously, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't always be around. I can't always be around to create. Tweets oh, as and dear. when, right? So he I tend to yesterday on the t- oh, dear. well. Go in on, case you've not heard to heard the space, so things like match predictions and five word reviews, I always schedule in advance because I think I might not be around to do that. I might not have signal. Blah 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 blah. So obviously I go when's full time going to be? Okay, I'll add five minutes onto that, and that's the time I, I schedule it to go. Unfortunately, we seem to suffer with a lot of extra added on time at the moment. Seventeen minutes against Swansea or whatever. So I, it goes out, and I think, oh well, people can wait a couple of minutes to watch the end of the game. But no, I get. Go Game hasn't finished yet. Um, game's not over. No, well, it won't be because I scheduled it to, to come as the game ends. So, yeah, thanks very much for your comments there. I apologise if I was a little bit snappy with you, but after I've seen it, <laughs> after I've seen it three times, we're, we're used to it, ladies and gentlemen. After I've seen, <laughs> after I've seen it three times, I don't want to see it again. So, yes, that that schedule tweets. Now, my match prediction. Let's not dwell on that. Let's let's not dwell on. That. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually on. very easy going. So, uh, yeah, I, I well, I wanted to go for one nil, but I can't. So I'm going to go with one one. There you go. Yay! I get to. I'll, Yay. I'll, I'll, I can do one one. Can't I? Yes, one one. There you you can do it. You can do it. Oh dear. We record this on Zoom, and I'm sure somewhere it has like a transcription thing where it'll hear the voices and turn it into text. And every time Justin starts talking about scheduled tweets, it goes into capitals just by automatic. That's funny. That's, isn't that's, it? that's, that's artificial intelligence gone mad. It is fantastic. Isn't it? Yeah. So we've, we've got it. We've got Desmond Tutu from uh, from from those people down in Cardiff. We've got Carlos going for a one nil win, and we've got Justin going for a one one draw. Because I so think we I think three wins on the bounce is is asking a little bit too much of this squad personally. So yeah, let's go with one one. I would have gone one nil, obviously, if it had been taken. But now on reflection, one one. Right, brilliant. Well, that's it then. We'll um we'll wrap up there because that's gone on far too long. Well, before um, we go, can oh, we can we just this? can we just very quickly just um wade into the waters of the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Championship, which is the fantasy oh, football yes. league. Yes. Let's let's wade into those waters. I'm not sure what's wrong with my microphone. Gone with it I might have to go <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, no, you you should be very proud because you have given absolute no uh, fucks, quite honestly. Do you know what? I forgot I was in it. I don't even know what my team's called. I think it's Mogi's Bogies. Yeah. I, 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 I probably haven't looked at that since the end of August. But I, I looked at so. it this morning and I, I mean, to say I was shocked is is an understatement. I've Because I've actually tried quite hard, in my opinion. <laughs> anyway, so you currently, out of 64 teams, just you currently sit 64. Oh, good. But that's, that's fine because... You don't care. I don't. Um, I'm, I'm 533. Now, me, who has been trying week in and week out and, and looking at this, you know, in, in fine detail, are on 60, uh, the 63rd position, <laughs> just above you, on 575 points. Uh, so, uh, quite honestly, I, I think football management uh, is out of, of our of our realms of, of anything that we want to achieve in life. So, but moving on, we, we I have to I have to say, Lee Harris, who currently sits first on 826 points. That's the difference there. 577 against 826. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with his team, I am loser. Oh, good name. There. Yeah. So I just wanted to, to give him a little uh, a little shout out just to say I am still watching it. There is a prize, as I said at the beginning of this, for the winner of the league. I don't know what it is yet, but there is a prize. <laughs> can, can, can you read out the, the, the top 10? Can, the can top we 10. I, I like to hear the imagination that goes into the names of fantasy football okay. teams. Okay. Uh, well, we've got at, at 10, we've got Neil Silverstein with uh, Moody Foot Rangers. Nice. Nice. Muddy then food. at nine, we have Rio Wolf with Wolf Army. Uh, at eight, Will Shapro, Mike Dean FC. At seven, Martin Kitlinberg with AOH. At six, we have Daryl Allwood with No Idea FC. <laughs> <laughs> At five, we have Mike Doran with Piers Hogg. Oh, good one. Like that. Yeah, nice. like that one. At Very four, good. we have Mike Von Hacklemore. Like yeah. that name. That, that name actually is better than the team name. Uh, with Bloomsbury Hornets. At number three, we have Alex King. With Bottle Jobs FC. Hey, Alex. Yeah. Alex is third. Well, Alex. 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 He is third, yeah. Uh, at second, it's M. Irvin with Cannibalis FC. And then number one, Lee Harris. I'm a loser. There you go. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. Well, well done. That's good. We'll look at that again in May, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've got some. I've got some vast improvements to do. I think it was Not you good. who pointed out to me that three of my team have been sold to other clubs. When I, you went, you do know they don't even play in the Premier yeah. League anymore. <laughs> No, 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 not? not sold to other clubs, sold to other leagues. Yeah, in Europe. Yeah, yeah, not I, even I, in... No. No, yeah. I, I wouldn't even know the password for it, I don't think. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. You, I, you scored more points on your bench yesterday than you did in your whole... I, I don't even know what that means, Carl. I don't oh, even right, know what okay. that... So, so your bench scored points today? I don't even understand. Well, no, they, they, if you don't put them in, it they shows you what you've, what you've missed. What you've basically. missed. So, yeah, so you've missed um, mm-hmm. twenty odd points on your bench. Uh, <laughs> it's quite a lot. So I'd still be bottom, but um, but yeah, by less yeah. points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do think it's important to let everybody know that uh, Justin is in this mood, and we're recording this on Sunday morning. It's ten thirty, and now in this mood, he's going to take his wife out for her birthday. So uh, happy yeah. birthday, Mrs. Beatty! Uh, yeah. We sent we set him right up to bring you the joys of spring or autumn yeah. or whatever it is. I know. I know. I probably ought to wrap up now, to be honest. Uh, thank you very much for listening and joining in everything else. Uh, it was our second birthday yesterday. Thank you for all the messages that came through. That was very nice. Um, very nice to get those messages through. Two years, bloody hell, that's gone quick, to be honest. I know. Um, Time flies when you're having fun. The hours we've sat 
in front of a screen on Zoom. I, I, do you know what I mean? It's probably about two months worth. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, it's all worth it. It's all good fun. So, um, yes, and some good things coming as well, I think. I'm not going to say what they are, but there are some good things coming. We are going to um, do some new things and some nicely opportunities coming our way. So more about that when it actually happens or it's on the horizon. Um, I think it's time to say goodbye. So cheerio, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yawns. Yawns. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.